Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. My name is Bronwyn Ely. I'm here with fellow Booktopian Sarah McDooling and we are thrilled to be sitting across from Lynette Noni. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. We're so excited. We are. Me too. So you're here today to talk about your brand new book. For the listeners, could you just tell them a little bit about Weapon? Yeah, so, uh, well, Weapon is the sequel and final to the Whisper duology. So I guess it's better if I tell you about Whisper so I don't give anything (laughs) away for Weapon. Uh, But in a nutshell, Whisper is about a girl who has been locked away in a secret underground facility for two and a half years and in that time she hasn't spoken a single word. So the question is why? So Whisper begins the series and then you find out a whole heap of answers and then a whole heap of more questions come to light. And then um, at the end of that book... It finishes on kind of a cliffhanger, uh, which is where Weapon, the sequel, opens up and you have to kind of then find the answers to all those things that have popped up at the end there. And thankfully, Weapon mm-hmm. does give you all those answers and then ends in a, a beautiful good, conclusion. A good conclusion, <laughs> yeah. I'm relieved to hear that because I've read Whisper. I haven't yet had a chance to read Weapon and the first book was so fun, so fast-paced. Thank and you. I yeah, I was like at the end going, oh no. Yeah, but wait, <laughs> but wait, wait where's yeah. Weapon? Yeah. Well, I can vouch as someone who waited. <laughs> but it was a hard wait, but you definitely get the payoff with Weapon. It's Thank like you. so much. And I love a duology. Yeah, nice. like short, same. sharp, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. in, get out, get done. <laughs> yeah. um, so where did the idea for this duology like come from what inspired you yeah so I was um in the middle of writing my other series the Medoran Chronicles and I was waiting on the edits for the second book to come to me before I could start writing the third book and I knew there was no point to start writing that until I knew if I was if something massive was going to change in the structural edits of the second book but I was I had itchy fingers I was desperate to write something and so um you know I just I just remember sitting down one day and um, I was thinking about everything in my life. I was kind of, everything was getting a little bit stressful. I was feeling a little bit like, you know how when you're in a crowded room, but you feel really alone and like you're screaming and no one can hear you. So all those thoughts were happening with me. Um, But at the same time, this one sentence came to me, they call me Jane Doe. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, why do they call you Jane Doe? Is that not your real name? And if it's not your real name, why do they call you that? But what is your real name and why don't they call you that? (laughs) And so suddenly, just from this one line, I had all these questions and that became the first line of the prologue of Whisper. And then through that prologue, which is only a page and a half, you know, you learn that it's someone who's been locked away for a bit, but also she considers herself a monster. And I was like why do you consider yourself a monster? Are you a monster? What's monstrous about you? And so (laughs) Whisper basically unfolded in this way that was me asking all these questions about this voice that came to me so clearly. I'm not talking like a voice in my head. I mean like the voice of the character (laughs) and the voice that I wrote of this, the writing voice, I should say, the narrative voice. Um, And it just became, it based on um, all these questions I had. And as they unfolded, I got to know the main character who, for the sake of spoilers, Um, And because you don't find out her real name until later in the first book. And so I just, as I got to know her and as I got to know her story, the, uh, the, I guess the plot unfolded around her and the other characters unfolded and just became this almost a psychological thriller of Mm, of questions and and answers and then more questions and more answers. And, um, you know, even to this day, well, now, now not so much because I finished Weapon, but up until I'd been writing that, I had, you know, there were so many different ways I could have gone with the Mm. story and with the... You know, even with the romance, you know, I have there's there's two main guys. I don't like tri- love triangles, and I don't. I feel like I don't write them, and I feel like it didn't happen. But a lot of my readers are like, oh, there's a love triangle. I'm like, no, 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 there's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but even so, there's two characters that could go either way for. And mm. um, 
And every time I do a poll on social media, you know, everyone, it's 50-50 across the board, which amazes me. Yeah. Um, but because of that, like, I think that's because I didn't know as I was writing mm. it who it would end up being. Not because, again, not it was a lo- wasn't a love triangle, but There's it could have been yeah. either of them. Um, and, uh, you know, at one point I was this person. And I was like, wait, no, 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 I love this person. So I'm going to start steering it that way. But hang on, wait a second. <laughs> and so and t- because I didn't know. That, I mean, the whole story kind of unfolded a lot like that. Would this happen? Would that happen? I'm not sure. Let's see. I'm very glad yeah. that it worked out the way that it did. Oh, oh see, and I'm still waiting. I was like, yeah. I'm still waiting. Uh-huh. So would you say you're more of a pantser then when it comes to writing? I think it really depends on the book. Yeah. With, the, with the Midoran Chronicles, I was very much a pantser. Mm. I tried to plot out um, from the third book onwards and I was really proud of myself. I had this entire, you know, everything. And then within the first chapter... Like the the main character was essentially like no 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 we're doing this instead <laughs> and I had to throw out everything and just kind of go with my gut and see what happened and that was terrifying um, with the Whisper series the first book was more pantsing um, but the second book with Weapon uh, this book that we're talking about now it just I got a few chapters in and I realized that the plot twists were going to be so um, I guess so big but also so importantly placed that mm. I had to have a better idea of what they would be and when they would be inserted so I got a big massive whiteboard out and it looked like a crime scene to be honest <laughs> um, and but I had to plot it out and have a better idea of it um, and I've just recently written a new book called The Prison Healer and it was so it was so long uh, that I wanted you know this story was in my head for so long that I knew the moment I started writing how the entire book would unfold so it's really bizarre different books for me some are pantsing some are plotting some are half half it's weird I, I know. find that so interesting <laughs> And so aside from the pantsing, pl- uh, plotting conundrum, <laughs> what, what else would you say is your writing process? Like how, how quickly do you write and what time of day? What kind yeah. of tricks do you have? Um, well, I mean, one thing is I do work best when I'm in like a silent, closed room. I'm not a very good I, – I envy authors who can write at cafes and to go mm. out and be amongst people. I would be like that dog from Up that was like, oh, squirrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would just be so distracted. I, I have had to teach myself how to write on airplanes and in airports just because I travel so much for work. But my best time is – uh, is in a closed environment also in the middle of the night because once upon a time I didn't get contacted by anyone in the middle of the night. Uh, now, of course, I have an agent and, and you know, publishers on the other side of the world so that, that doesn't actually work anymore but I still feel like mentally the rest of the world is closed down and I can just have pure writing time. Um, and as for how fast I write, I'm always really hesitant to answer this because I write ridiculously fast and unhealthily fast in a way um, – uh, I think I think the longest I've ever taken to write a book is two months, but typically wow. typically it's like in the like twenty six to thirty two days kind of thing. Um, How many hours is that a day? Oh yeah, I mean I get like three hours sleep a night while it happens. So I I think I've yeah I've I mean it can be anywhere from. 12 to 18 hours a day sometimes. Wow. You I've just live in it. Hours. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I like that. You just yeah. you just get completely involved in it. I do. Nothing Was else it, exists. It's yeah. like that for your first book. Um, yeah, I mean, my first book was interesting because I just, I just wanted to write a story I wanted to read. I never intended to get it published. And I wrote this story and I probably wrote it um, – 
that's probably that was the book that took the longest me to write mm. and by that I mean like two months but I got to this <laughs> I got to this halfway point and um and my computer crashed so I'd reached 80,000 words and I lost 60,000 oh, words what? and um and I remember like I knew better I just finished uni I knew to back up all my work and I didn't uh, so I remember sitting back and going whoop clearly not meant to write a book that's that's <laughs> fine um but because I just got into kind of the climaxy part of the book and I was totally pantsing the entire thing this story was in my head and I had no idea how it would end so I had to go back and rewrite the whole thing just no. so that I could find out how it would end um and then I found out how it ended and I was really happy and then I was like sweet that's done um but even then I didn't plan to get it published I mm. but I then needed to know what would happen next. So I went on and I wrote the second book in that series. And then it was only when that ended on a cliffhanger that I tried to get it published. Um, but that one I wrote in six to eight weeks as well. So they were kind of back to back really Amazing. quite fast. And yeah, that's, I, I don't ever encourage people to write that fast. Um, <laughs> just because you kind of Sounds have like, exhausting. Well, you have kind of a total, you know, you skate burnout really quite quickly mm. afterwards. But in, you know, the problem I have is I have terrible memory. And um, I find that if I don't write fast, I just start repeating myself and forgetting that I've already written that exact scene or something similar. And, <laughs> and I go back and reread it later and I'm like, oh, this is a terrible book. <laughs> so for the sake of my stories, I write a much cleaner book if I do it quickly because it's just in my head the whole time. And so how many years has it been oh. since Akane? Akane came out in 2015. So, not so that's not even that long. Wow. Yeah, it's, we're coming up to the... I mean, it's been four and a half years. We're in 2019 now, yeah, four and a half years. So it came out February of yeah. 2015. And now with Weapon, did you say that's your, your Weapon eighth? will be my eighth book in four and a half years, which is <sighs> crazy. That is a crazy journey <laughs> that's and a amazing. Pace. Did you ever, Would you ever have imagined four years ago when you were writing no. a kind of for fun yeah. like, <laughs> that you would be where you are now? No, I mean, no. I I genuinely did not want anyone to read that book. I just, <laughs> not because it was terrible, but just I just wrote it for me. I yeah. couldn't find a book I wanted to read, so I wrote one. Um, but then when I wrote Raylia, I was so attached to the characters at that point that I I just remember like – I needed to talk to someone about them. Mm. I had all these feelings and I was like a weirdly like a fangirl of my own books, even though I, it was like I hadn't written them, written them and I just read them and I needed to talk to people about them. <laughs> um, and so that's when I just decided to try and get published. But I never, you know, I never expected like this insane fandom to come of it. And then with Whisper to come along and Weapon, like the amount of uh, excitement and, you know, it's kind of a little bit rabid in a way. It's a little bit terrifying, but and in a so great way. Far- that's far spread because exactly. you've got fans all over the world yeah it's yeah. really I mean a good thing and a bad thing about it is so much has happened for me in the last 18 months that I haven't really had a chance to stop and be like wow this is amazing instead it's like it's just been in the background of oh wow this is really cool okay what's next um but I've reached a point where I can kind of sit back and go oh oh, this isn't normal. This wasn't expected. What's going on oh, here? Oh, no, you're at birdie <laughs> oh, go point. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I had that freak out stage of I don't understand. <laughs> Keep writing. Head down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, Next book. Yep. <laughs> so we wanted – Bron and I were talking about what we would – because we were excited to meet you and talk to you. We were t- uh, talking about what we would ask you, and we both decided we wanted to know if you could have – because both Midorian Chronicles and uh, the – Whisper duology have people with amazing gifts and powers and if you could have one that you gave to one of your characters what would it be okay um do you want it from the whisper or or like series or from the Midoran series oh if you've got answers for both we'll take yeah (laughs) I don't I don't (laughs) if it's 
if it if the one you want is, is from Medora Chronicles, then so be it. Uh, I mean, I feel like whatever I want is really impractical. Like, I mean, <laughs> if I was in Medora, I just, I mean, it's so impractical. I've, I've. Uh, if I was asked if I wanted a superhero power, I would say I'd want to fly. But in Medora, you don't need to fly because there's the Valus path or there's bubble yeah. doors. There's things like that that you could, or you can hop on a Dracon and just go soaring. You know, like there's so many things. But if I was here, I would want to fly. Um, <laughs> but if I wanted a speaking gift uh, from the Whisper series, I would probably, I mean... There's so many things. I really do mm. love Cammy's gift of healing. I think that's great. Yeah. But then I can't stop on the fact that if I'm a creator, I can really just do anything, including heal. So I feel like I'd have to, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'd be silly to not say I'd want to be a creator. It's like saying I'd want three more wishes. Exactly. Yeah, have yeah. it all. Which yeah. is why I would be a conduit. Oh, <laughs> oh clever. Yeah. yeah. It's like the cheat, right? Because yeah. And then if you walk out of one series into the other, would that power That's so true. Why didn't I think of that? Actually, I've had people ask me about crossovers, whether the, the two universes do ever cross over. Oh. I, I'd never thought of that. I'm like, how would that work? I don't know. I mean, there's no reason why it can't. But, <laughs> but yeah, not in, in my mind, there's like a very big barrier between yeah. them. Mm. Yeah. Well, and they feel like different worlds. They yeah, do. yeah. Well, they are. I mean, but... One of them, they can come from this world. So, yeah. I guess it's like, well, we're, now we're going to get really philosophical. Yeah, we are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, back to the set of questions okay. that I had. Um, what are some of your favourite books or, you know, books that you most often recommend for people? I mean, that's so hard. I mean, I love, obviously I love books and I'm a reader before I'm a writer. Um the first fantasy book I ever read, uh, unwillingly, I didn't want to read it. I was in <laughs> school and I was, I have an older brother, two years older than me and fantasy was always his thing. And I just had never had an interest. But when I was in year seven, so I think I was 12 um, in the Queensland system, um, system, I sound like I was in prison, <laughs> the educational, you know, facilities, <laughs> yes. um, uh, we were made for part of the curriculum. We had to read Isabel Carmody's Over the Newton. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. We and love. so that just, I mean, I remember thinking, I don't want to read about magic. And I read, I'm like, oh, this magic is amazing. And they're talking to each other in their thoughts. And it's in a fantasy world. And everything was high pitched. Um, but I really, really loved that. And that sort of got me into um, Harry Potter and Narnia and, you know, all those good amazing beautiful things um you know I then jumped up I think randomly from like you know kids YA fantasy up to like things like the magician and stuff which was like straight <laughs> oh, up yes. to high fantasy um and Julian Marulia's uh, Seven Waters series and things like that and Trudy Canavan's Black Magician um I mean there's so many books I've loved but if you just from the last year I've read some really incredible books um I read The Black Witch series by Laurie Forrest which I loved um I read The Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris, which I loved. Um, I read Jessica Townsend's Nevermore series. I love. Mm. Um, it's been a really good good reading year for me. It is some great. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I love that Isabel Carmody was your gateway. Yeah, she like, really was. That speaks yeah. to Sarah. She She's loves Isabel. She's one of my yeah. absolute all-time favourites. Yeah. Um, so what has been one of – you've got so, so many devoted fans and it's been such a wild ride, but what would you say has been the most amazing experience for you as an author? Oh, I mean, that's such a hard question because there are so many things that have been incredible. Like in, so there's been some really great career highlights like, um, you know, hitting this list or winning this award or whatever. But to me, 
um, I've kind of really, I value the, I guess the personal things more. I like meeting the people that mm. the books have inspired or changed. And I love getting out there and meeting um, my fans, my readers, like it's a weird word to say fan, but you know, all these people that come to me and tell me how much the books have changed their lives. And, and, um, and that's really humbling and really beautiful to know that, you know, I wrote, I write purely because I love to read and I like the characters that I'm creating and the worlds that I've, you know, developed, but to know that those are inspiring, you know, this love amongst other people, that these books have saved lives. I've had people tell me that they were, you know, tell me hideous things that they were going to do and then they found my books and they they didn't do it. And and other people who had, you know, um, just, you know, other people who never had any friends until they, they started reading this series and now they've got this entire group of friends just because they saw them reading in the schoolyard or things like that. Just, That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, those are yeah. the things that to me um you know the human things are the most important and they're the things that I will never kind of like they hit me in the feels every time <laughs> I, I hear it I'll get a really great message from my publisher or my agent saying great news blah 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 blah, and it's really businessy and it is great news but then I'll have something like like you know I've been in hospital for six months and the only reason I've survived that is because of your books like that kind of thing is what will get me every time so yeah. That's a really good answer. <laughs> but I do want to swing back to the awards you humbly didn't talk yeah. about. Because <laughs> you had two big big ones sort of this year yeah. alone, right? Yeah. With um, Arbia's and Inky's. Yeah. How did that feel? Crazy. Like, it's so crazy. I um, I remember when I found out about both of them and I, I think for both I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> are you a mistake? Yeah, is there, do you want to just double check that this is the correct, you know? Um, but I mean, for like both the awards are so different. One is being recognised in the publishing industry, which is amazing. And, and the other is being recognised amongst readers and being voted in by teenagers. And, you know, that's who I write these books for. Wow. So it's, you know, both were incredible in two very different ways. So... I mean, I used the word humbling before, but I'm using it again now because it really is. And it's such an honor. So it's yeah. yeah, it's surreal. It's all those words that, you know, don't quite sum up anything, but also sum up everything. And the more you think about it, probably the more the vertigo feeling in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Uh, so what would you say is the biggest challenge that you faced in your writing? Oh, um, I mean, there's a few. One is probably more on the personal side of things of figuring out a work-life balance because I'm terrible at that. Um, and and I think that just comes from because I do have a lot going on in the writing, but that would probably be the challenge as well. Like in the last two years, uh, I mean, as of what, in a fortnight from now, in the last two years, I will have released five books. And that's, you know, that's a lot in a very short period of time. And, um, and so the answer to your question in a very long-winded way is figuring out the schedules for that and to be traveling and touring for each of those books while maintaining an editorial schedule while also writing books and on top of that in the background I've been writing uh, working with Sarah J Mass on the world of throne of glass and so collaborating with her on the other side of the world to create a book based on seven books plus five novellas that I didn't create but having to remember all those details in creating the next book it's just you know it's it's amazingly, uh, it's stretching me in so many amazing ways, but it's very, very, you know, I feel like at times my brain is split into these parts that go, oh, 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 you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been great to sort of see what my limits are um, and to then kind of find boundaries in that as well. It's been probably really good for me. I'm working on those still, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting there. So progress. <laughs> what What's the experience like going from writing 
alone to collaborating with someone? Well, it's been quite simple, actually, um, because Sarah and I are good friends. And so anything, you know, at this point, I've just I've written the book. And so it then goes to her to then do her side of it. Then it'll come back to me and it's kind of back and forth rather than like, I do a chapter, she does a chapter that or we mm. like, like stuff like that. Otherwise, it's just a lot of Skyping over, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and honestly, it's me just saying to her, I feel like I'm writing fan fiction. How do you feel about this? <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. And it's a really weird thing as a, as an author who's very aware of like copyright and everything like that to be like, so co-opting yeah, world yeah exactly yeah. exactly it must be fun though it is yeah. so much fun and she's just wonderful to work with so um yeah it's it's been yeah an, a crazy experience but yeah if you told me this two years ago this would be happening i'd be like yeah okay sure sure um, <laughs> but yeah no here we are <laughs> so now we've got like a kind of a two-fold question or maybe the answer to both sides of it is the same i, I don't know we'll find out okay um but we want i wanted to know is there a piece of writing advice that you give or or some that you've received mm-hmm. um that has stuck with you i don't think i've ever really received it uh, I mean, I've received some interesting writing advice, but it's not the kind that I would pass on. Oh my god! <laughs> Example? <laughs> no, just now like, we're intrigued. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can tell you one thing. It's completely out of context, and it was lovely. What the first ever, um, and it's just there's no point in me passing it along. But I do like it. The first time I met with um, any authors, I did a uh, my first ever event. I was on an event with uh, Peter F. Hamilton from Britain. He's Britain's top sci-fi author, and John Scalzi from the U.S. And um, they both like they could see that I was so out of my element I was like you know my my, my debut book had just come out oh, I had wow. no idea what was happening I was with these internationally best-selling authors and I was like eh. um, <laughs> and they just kind of took me under their wing they sat me down and um and I just remember one of the things they said was you know if a movie producer ever wants to meet with you and let's just remember my first book had come out this was not in the cards whatsoever they were like if a movie producer ever wants to meet with you go for that lunch. It'll be the most delicious lunch you've had in your life and you will never see them again. (laughs) (laughs) Has that happened? Well, I mean, I can't say for me for a lot of reasons, but for them, they were just like, you'll just get a lot of these movie producers who are really excited, but it never goes anywhere. So eat the food, eat all the food. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know whether to be encouraged or really disheartened by this advice. Um, So I don't give that advice out to people, but it was (laughs) funny enough to stick in my brain. Um, to me, I get a lot of young writers coming and asking me questions. And so, you know, I, I do think it's a weighty response to give because people are looking for, you know, that encouragement. I like to say, you know, it's really important to read a lot because obviously I've had people come up and say, you know, I don't like reading, but I'm going to write a book. (laughs) And you're like, um, how does that work? Um, so things like that. But I think, you know, one of the biggest things I would say is always write first and foremost because you love to write and for no other reason. I think, you know, a lot of people want, you know, they think fame or fortune um, come from it or they think they're going to be an international instant bestseller mm. um, or they just think a lot of things that, it you know, that's going to be easy. And, and it's not. Like, to be honest, writing the book is the easiest part of it and everything else that comes after that is hard. So you have to really love it and be really passionate about it. Um, otherwise, it's it's like you're just feeding something that you're going to end up being resentful towards. So mm. if you love writing, just do it and keep doing it and do it for yourself and don't give up. And yeah, it's it's kind of a, a bittersweet kind of advice to give because those who don't truly love it are like, oh, but I wanted to do it. Um, and I'm like, I don't I don't think that's enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. 
I think, yeah, you've got to have the grit because <laughs> there's a lot of rejection in this industry too and you've got to be able to sort of deal with that. <laughs> That's solid advice. A great advice. I think we could we could seriously sit and talk all day, but we, we have run out of time, I think. No. I know. <laughs> Do we have a quick little amount of time to ask about what's up next? Yes, we can finish on what's next, <laughs> of course. Um, uh, next up, I have just, just accepted a deal for a brand new YA fantasy series called The Prison Healer. Um, and because as in I just accepted it like last week, I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about yet. Um, <laughs> but it is YA fantasy. It is... Oh, list to be here hesitating. I have no idea what I can say about it. I'm really excited about it. Um, is there any like blurb out? Or no, anything? there no. is nothing. We're pre-blurb. Out. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, it's pre-everything. It is. It is super top secret to the point that I only released the name last week as well. So, so the yeah. prison healer, the mm-hmm. prison healer, and it will be coming. That's also a great question. Sometime in the future. Sometime in the future. (laughs) Get excited. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But we are excited. excited. Yeah. We are very excited. There will be more news soon across my social media channels, but until I have the tick of approval for anything I share, I feel like, you know, I don't want to end up in a prison myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today, though. It's been such a pleasure. It's been fun, yeah. And um, podcast listeners, you can get Lynette's new book, Weapon, and all of her books at booktopia.com.au. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.